Hey friends, welcome to Everyday Mulemanship. My name is Ty Evans. I'm glad to have you here with us today and uh, we've got a great Facebook Live Mule Tip Tuesday recording to share with you. Every Tuesday we take questions from our amazing followers. They send us in questions, email us questions or, or post them on the live video and we answer them right here for you. So hope you enjoy these. Today we had some good questions about mules that want to kick other horses when they ride it behind, uh, mules that are scared of cows, how to prepare your mule for ranch work and calving season, desensitizing mules, and, and a whole bunch of other great questions. Uh, it was fun for us to answer, so hope you enjoy this. If I could ask you a favor, uh, I would sure appreciate it. If you enjoying these, if you enjoy these podcast uh, recordings, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. Leave us, leave us your comments and your thoughts, and I'd be very grateful for you. And don't forget, if you want to learn more about what we do, about our clinics, what we teach and how we teach it, uh, be sure to check out our website, tsmules.com. That's T as in Thai, S as in Sky, mules.com. Enjoy the show. Thank you. All right. Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, everybody. Glad you're here. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now, but uh, we're going to have 30 minutes of mule talk and and have some fun. I know you guys got a lot going on in your lives right now, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you today. Um, got a lot of cover. We've got some good stuff to uh, to talk about today. Got a good tip for you. I got a lot of really good questions that uh, we got coming in from folks. I posted uh, in our Ty Evans Mulemanship Clinics group. Uh, to I asked folks to give me some questions and some things and you guys loaded me up lots of good questions so I I picked out oh half a dozen or so that we could talk about here and and um, anyways hopefully we can we can get some good some good conversation here going for you guys looking forward to you jumping on here we got a lot of folks jumping on here looks like skies on here watching yeah, it's just me here by myself again today, folks. Miss Sky's not with me. Got Sandra Hyder on here, Susan Cozy. Good to see you. Miss Connie, always a pleasure. Shannon, good to see you on here. Uh, you guys comment where you're uh, watching from and where you're tuning in at. Love to hear from you guys. Say hello. And love to see your names pop up here. Darrell, Tracy, good to see you guys. All right. So, tip for the week. I'll start this off and and uh, give you guys something to think about, and then we'll get into some announcements and stuff. But uh, I wanted to talk about preserving try and preserving the natural lightness that your mules have. So, I uh, if you guys have never read uh, True Horsemanship Through Phil by um, by Tom uh, Bill Dorrance. You guys need to you guys need to get that book. It's like a textbook. It's it is huge, right here. All right, it's a great book, but look how thick it is. Um, so uh, I was reading in there today, and uh, I'll read a little quote here from it. Preserving try can preserve the horse's natural lightness. When a person preserves try in a horse, the lightness needed for collection a little further up the line in his education will still be there, just waiting to be put to use. 
and gosh, this is real important to me you know um we all come from different walks of life in our horsemanship but uh you know i i used to just want to you know deaden the horses and deaden the mules i was working with what i mean by that is i'd you know take desensitizing we're going to talk about that a little later on i got a good question about that but desensitizing i'd just get these mules to where they weren't scared of a darn thing and i'd just kind of dull them up and and get them to where they oh shoot they wouldn't flinch at anything and then i wondered why i was having trouble you know getting good turns getting good stops getting good transitions uh getting things going on i was having a hard time getting these things working and i wondered why and i realized that i wasn't doing a very good job at preserving their natural lightness and their try um as i'm watching this it looks like the video is not very good here folks tell me if you can this has got a low network connection i'm sorry tell me uh tell me how things are if you guys can if you guys can see me and hear me let me know um how this is going i'm sorry this will be recorded though regardless this will be recorded and i'll put it on our podcast coming up so anyways this that's my tip for you is to try your best to preserve that natural lightness that they have so instead of getting so upset maybe when they're maybe a little worried about something try to use that that natural lightness that they have in them to do some good you know uh and if they have that little try they have that um you know they they really want to um they're really looking for the answer don't be too hard on them don't be uh don't get after them even if they don't quite get the answer you're looking for quite right you know uh give them a chance to give them a chance to work it out so hopefully that means something to you i'm putting my phone up here closer to the window i don't want to go outside to do this because it's really windy out there but i'm putting it up here by the window hopefully you guys can tune in i'm sorry about that uh doing the best i can don't got really good service here but i don't got any internet to plug into all right so a couple of announcements we'll get going on um some disappointing announcements first off to i'll get the crap out of the way first um those of you that were planning to attend the midwest horse fair and those of you that were planning to attend the main event the midwest horse fair up in madison wisconsin and the main event in uh, red deer alberta they've both been canceled so that really sucks um so we won't be going to those next month those are both in april middle and uh, end of april there so all my midwest friends all my wisconsin friends i'm i'm real sorry uh real sorry i won't be coming there and all you guys up there in alberta i've made some good friends up in alberta and uh disappointed i won't be seeing you guys so uh anyways i'm sorry about that but nothing i can do about it um and then uh um our clinic next week in salmon idaho it is still going We're, we will go we will be there it has not been canceled i talked to mr fred snook up there with the salmon select cell and he assured me that the clinic will be a go and the cell will be a go so we're we're planning on that as of today we will be there um week after that we're coming to uh 
we're coming to well we'll be home we'll be in Huntington Utah at home so uh, I ain't canceling that one that's in my backyard we'll be there we'll do it so that's kind of all I know right now for our upcoming clinics I know it's kind of crazy um, and uh, the world's kind of wild right now but you know what all you guys getting stuck at home getting quarantined you guys can uh, you guys have no excuses on the everyday mealmanship challenge now I'm I'm seeing the excuses go out the window now because you guys are gonna be home plenty of time to work and getting out there and playing with them mules that'll give you that'll give you a chance to get your mind on some better things right now you know what I mean just go out there and focus on your mules you know I've but I've been here in Sedona Arizona for oh ten days now or something like that or eight days eight or ten days whatever and just been focusing on the mules I've only left once to go grab a cheeseburger and been here since and and uh, anyways just focusing on my my work with the mules and focusing on the the people here I've been doing private clinics with everybody and and we're gearing up our uh, our semi-private group clinic here starts tomorrow I'm looking forward to that so anyways hopefully you guys will, will uh, be able to get some time in with your mules um, couple other things that Sky wanted me to announce as well is our upcoming clinic. Well, it's a long ways out, but Wayne Fleet, Ontario, Canada. That's not till July, but we only have one spot left for that. So if you're going to come to Wayne Fleet, my Canadian friends up there in Ontario, one spot left in that clinic. So be sure to jump in it. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh. Yeah, Sky wanted me to let you guys know too. If you, with all the schools being canceled and you're stuck home with those, those youngsters, then uh, we've got some some new books on our website. If you've had a chance to look on our website at the book section, got some good uh, kids books by Liz Huey, so you ought to check them out. Um, I think that's about it for my announcements for you guys. Um, oh, I got one more. Our next podcast episode. This is going to be a good one. It comes out next Sunday. That's uh, March 22nd, this coming Sunday. Uh, me and my good buddy, Sam Scaling. Those of you that know Sam um, know that he's a dang good cook, good friend of mine, and we had a lot of fun doing the podcast. So that'll be out next Sunday. Talk about Bryce Canyon Mule Days, which is at the end of May. And uh, we talked about how he got into mules, and he's a funny character. So we had a good had a good chat there so well let's get into the questions those of you guys that are watching if you have some questions that you want to throw on here and I, if I get through these questions that I have picked out already then I'll get to these live questions so if you got them uh, throw them up on here let me know what you're asking uh, let me know what your questions are so I'll get started here so uh, Tracy Foley I don't see Tracy's name yet I uh, hope you're on here, Tracy. But uh, her question was a long one, so I'm just kind of going to summarize it for you. Um, but Tracy had a question. Basically, she's had this mule, and the mule was doing fantastic last year. And uh, then she got another horse, and since she's got the horse, the mule has has quit caring about her. Not as friendly. Not as uh, doesn't want to hang out as much with her. And when she's doing the work, she said she's been doing these challenges. The mule wants to lock up and, and doesn't want to move much. So her question is, what the heck is going on? Tracy, I see you. Glad you're on here. So, Tracy, 
Um, you know, the mules really love a leader. We've talked about this. We talk about this in all our clinics. They love a, a good leader. And I'm not talking about like a dictatorship type of leadership where you make them do stuff all the time. They don't get anything out of it. But I'm talking about a good partnership. They like that. So you get to where you ask your mule questions and you give them answer, and they give you an answer and you give them reward. They really enjoy that. Okay. And you can plug, plug in all sorts of things. You know, basically say you're looking for a trot. You ask them to trot. They find the trot. You leave them alone. That's a reward. They love it. Okay. Um, but if they can find that in another another critter like your horse, your new horse you got, why they're apt to want to hang on to that horse too. And I'll tell you the one vice that every mule has, and I don't care, I don't care what mule it is, they love a horse, um, and and they would much rather hang out with that horse than hang out with you, unless you can build some good stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. You build some good things going. Um, through all this work that I'm talking about, all the moves that we teach in our clinics, all these exercises, you get that good. So um, that's the first thing. Now, as far as the mule locking up when you're working, that just goes to show you uh, the progress that where you're at in your training, okay? The mule obviously doesn't get it. The mule doesn't believe that it ought to move for you. It doesn't think that moving for you and doing what you ask is the best choice for the mule. So you got to help him. You might break it down into smaller pieces, Tracy, and that's why we've been doing these everyday mulemanship challenges. They're little teeny pieces of the puzzle here, and you can just break it down simple, just like I've done the challenges, just super little little bite-sized pieces. You get that mule saying yes, and he will like to be with you again. Um, sometimes we think they really like us and they want to be with us, and we find out it's a little false. And I, I see this all the time with like somebody using treats and stuff. They're, the mule's your best friend until the treats are gone, right? So things like that can come up. But if you can get to where you make that mule feel really good and it just loves you, why, it'll it'll want to be with you all the time, Tracy. So keep working at it. There's plenty of time. Just start over and see what you can do. All right, the next question I got from Julie Schaefer. Julie, are you on here? I haven't seen Julie's name pop up. If you guys are asking me questions, I sure hope you're on here watching. Um, Julie Schaefer, she says, my mule is good for the trimmer and good for me to be around. Basically, she told me she can brush his tail and pick up his feet, but it will kick at other horses when they ride it behind. So, what to do, what to do? Well, first of all, um, if if you are in contact with your mule or your horse, whatever you got, if they're on the end of a lead rope or you're in the saddle, you need to be in charge of those feet. Now, that's not something that you're entitled to. You have to earn that, right? you got to earn that. Uh, just because you're riding the mule doesn't mean that you get to move their feet. you got to earn that privilege. It's a privilege to ride these mules. But I am in charge of their feet when I'm on their back, okay? So the, the mule is not allowed to kick, all right? That's not going to happen with me on their back. But I'm constantly riding that mule, Julie. I'm paying attention all the time to that mule's expressions. I'm constantly aware. Uh, the mule's not going to catch me off guard. You know, if I'm out on this trail ride, I'm paying attention to that mule. So say I know, well, you, you know this mule has a problem. So you be aware. Here comes somebody riding up behind you. And you notice that your mule's expression's changing. Maybe you see an ear kind of look back trying to listen for the other animal maybe you see them kind of look to the side they want to see the out of the eye they get a little nervous okay 
But your mule is wanting to kick these others because it feels extremely insecure. It feels like that you can't take care of it. That mule doesn't believe that you can get them out of that trouble. So they say, you know what, i got to take care of myself. Most mules that kick are low on the totem pole. Okay, Most mules that kick like that are not leaders in, them, in the, you know, themselves. They need you to help them. So rather than waiting for that person to ride up behind me and get kicked from me, I'm going to redirect that mule's life. I might roll the hinds, roll the front. I might just, even just, maybe it's just a simple leg yield. Maybe you guys have seen me get my mules to look in the clinics where I just move my leg back and they look that way. Maybe all you got to do is draw the eye the other way. That might be all you have to do to redirect that life. But that's what I would do, Julie, is I would just redirect that mule's mind, redirect its energy, redirect those those intentions of him kicking, and put it to use for something good. That might be all it takes. So I'll do that, but I'm in charge of my mule's feet. You guys have heard me in the clinic say, well, you know, if I rode up behind you and I got kicked by your mule, it's my fault. On the other hand, if you rode up behind me and my mule kicked you, it's my fault. So either way, it's my fault. I'm going to take responsibility. we got to take responsibility for ourselves and when it comes to these mules. So good question, Julie. Thank you very much. Um, I got a couple uh, questions, and I, I mentioned this earlier about desensitizing uh, Carrie Ritakzik, Carrie, I can never say your last name, but uh, I hope Carrie's on here watching. I haven't seen her on here yet. Maybe I skipped over her name. Anyways, Carrie, and uh, also Natalie Garrett, both of them asked these questions about desensitizing. Carrie's question with desensitizing was basically, when do you do more on a mule that is real good about stimulus? When do you add more? How do you add more? Natalie Garrett's question was uh, basically that her mule could could take it. Uh, you know, like she, she'd give me the, an example of rope. She can throw a rope and do stuff when the mule's standing still. But uh, when the mule's moving, it's scared to death. So first of all, I'm going to address Natalie's question. And then I'll get to Carrie's and it, these things will make sense. So Natalie, um, there's something you need to know about the mule. So everybody's heard about the flight and fight instinct that mules have you know you don't have to be around horses and mules very long to know about the flight and the fight stuff going on but the one thing that people forget about that donkeys and mules have a really high dose of is the freeze so there's flight fight and freeze alright mules are good at the freezing point what I mean is you see a lot of people and you guys can just look up on Facebook or YouTube you can find videos of these yahoos they got their mules tied up they got them tied up to the tree or a post and they got their leaf blowers out and you know whatever and the mules just stand there like nothing and if you are any type of uh, if you have any type of knowledge about expression you can see what's going on with the mule but to somebody that wasn't aware they would think oh that mule's so great well untie the mule and get it moving and then turn on the leaf blower or better yet right around with that leaf blower that's what I'd like to see anyways so you you want to keep your mule from getting into that freeze instinct and that's what I mentioned in our meal tip Tuesday for today is to preserve that natural try and preserve that natural lightness okay that's what you're looking for Natalie and and so there's one little move you guys have seen me do it in the clinics where I'll send that mule around me halter driving and then I'll just throw that rope up on the saddle I'll check it up on their backs as they pass by me you can't do enough of that stuff I plan to rope off my mules and so I'll do things like that. Um, but doing it from the movement is really important. So yes, 
Natalie, you want to work it both from the movement and from the standstill. And, um, you know, it just takes time. So, and then Carrie, as far as yours, when to move on, uh, again, it goes kind of back to my, my tip for today was, you know, preserving that natural lightness. I just want them to get a little bit better. Um, I think, uh, I don't really like desensitizing as a term, um, because this is kind of the last thing I want to do with my mule is desensitize them, but yet for, for lack of better words, that's the word we're going to use. And, uh, I'd rather have my mule sensitive to my intention. So I'd rather have them sensitive to my intention of being able to move off that stimulus or be able to be able to take that stimulus and, and just relax about it. So, uh, when do I move on? Well, when they have a little bit of understanding, they give me a little change. So, for example, the flag. Say I get my flag out and I'll be checking my flag out and the mule seems a little worried about it. I'll just hang in there with the flag just a little bit, but maybe the mule's head's up in the air. Maybe they're real worried. Somebody might hang in there until they got that mule completely dull. What I might do is get that flag and the mule's a little worried about it and then I'll back off just a notch. Just a notch. And maybe I do a little less with my flag. And you'll notice that your mule say, well, dang, thanks for noticing that I was kind of scared of that. Thanks for not just sitting there and and scaring the crap out of me for for hours until I give up and I'd back off a little bit and then I'd come back and I'd add a little bit more stimulus after they were a little comfortable and if it was too much I'd back up just a little bit just a little bit and then I'd go again um, that's kinda like if you guys have ever hurt your hand and somebody comes up to shake your hand which don't do that right now apparently you're not allowed to shake hands for a couple of weeks anyways somebody comes up to shake your hand and you you got a busted hand and they just grab a hold of your hand and they're just shaking it and you're saying ow 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 and they're oblivious to the pain that you have and they just keep on shaking your hand and the only way out is for you just to give up and stop squinting stop being so tight and just give up you know or you could say hey wait wait a minute I broke my hand and the person maybe pay attention and say oh sorry sorry and they, they'll back off well if your mules get to where they understand that, oh my gosh, my human can pay attention to my expression, they know how I'm feeling, you'll get farther along with the desensitizing stuff. Okay, So you don't just, I well, I don't know what you do, but I prefer not to just hang in there until they just dull down. I just want them to make changes. I want to get my mule in the habit of making changes. So anyways, I hope that makes sense to you, Carrie and, and Natalie. Thanks for the desensitizing questions. Um, the next questions we got coming in from Cynthia Petacolas. I hope I said your last name right. All these last names, like usually Sky has my back on reading these names, but she's not here. Um, so Cynthia Petacolas and Dylan Price had some questions about cows. I'll start with Cynthia's, and uh, her question was: uh, I guess there's a pasture with 200 head of cows in it next to her where she rides every day and and uh, when she's riding back her mule is scared to death of the cattle and wants to just take off and run down the road and bolt away that's a scary feeling Cynthia um, so what to do first of all this is gonna come as no surprise you gotta get the mule centered right you guys have heard me say that a million times you gotta get that mule centered Cynthia so you gotta work on all the particulars that I've taught you at the clinics and we've talked about in the past you gotta get this mule to where you can control it better to where if you if if you block it or move it or whatever it'll respond to you lightly you got to get that going and uh, 
if you get that going, then the next thing I'm going to say really doesn't matter. In the meantime, here's the next thing, okay? Cynthia, you need to make the, those cattle the best place for your mule to be. So if I had the opportunity, this would be the best setup. And you may not have this opportunity, so you're going to have to use your imagination, Cynthia. you got to think outside the box here. But if I have a mule that's scared to death of cattle, I'm going to make being next to those cattle the very best thing. So what I might do, if I had the opportunity to, I'd be in an arena, and I would just maybe have the cow down in the corral at the end of the arena, for example. Not even in the same pen, but in the maybe in a corral. And I would just get that mule busy on this end of the arena. I'd just work them, and I'd trot... I'm not like hustling them, but I'm just going through my checklist just like I do every ride anyways, Cynthia. And I would maybe trot some lines and trot some figure eights. And I'd roll the hind, roll the front, stop back, soft feel, leg yield, half pass, side pass, haunches in, all these things. I'd just go through my checklist. And then as I got closer down to the cow, I would just ease up and leave them alone. And I'm not going to make them stay down there or even get very close, but it's like the hot-cold game. The closer they get to the cow, the less I'm going to move them. But then I'm going to take them, I'm going to take them myself back to the other end of the arena, and I'm going to work them again. And I'll just get busy. Like I said, you're not punishing. You're not hustling. You're just going through your checklist, stuff you do anyways. And uh, I'd go through that, and then I'd go again, offer them a chance to go back down to... Uh, to go back down to the to the cow and then I'd rest down there and I would just keep repeating that over and over until that mule will be in love with hanging out near that cow now in your situation with this pasture and the, where these cows are I don't know how you're gonna work this out other than get your get your mule a little bit busy away from the cows and then just go up to that fence near the cows and leave them alone but don't hang in there too long don't wait for the the big the big show don't wait for the crap to hit the fan you need to get out while the getting's good go back and work and then come back to the cows and make that easy so cynthia i hope that makes sense so dylan price this kind of leads into dylan's question uh dylan i haven't seen your name on here i saw your uncle mike mike price on here good to see you on here mike um dylan asked for some tips on preparing the mule for calving season dylan's a good hand he lives up in montana his mom is one of our clinic sponsors uh, up at Montana Mule Days in Whitehall. But so Dylan, thanks for the question. Uh, Dylan, Cowboys for a living. So to prepare your mule for calving season, what to do? Um, obviously, you gotta get your mules good to cat, good with cattle. Uh, that goes without saying. Now Dylan, his mules are good with cattle, um, but he's asking for more particular things. Uh, one thing you'll need, Dylan, walking in among those newborn calves and and uh, being around all those youngsters and these mothers that are not particularly happy about you being there is that slow walk. We've talked about that in the clinic, being able to, I want you to be able to walk into that herd of cows and all these newborn calves and all these mothers just like a ghost. Just walk in just silently and real quiet. Work on that slow walk where those you don't disturb a single cow, you don't disturb a single calf. So I'd work on those transitions. It's amazing how many mules can't just walk slow on purpose there's lots of mules that can walk slow because they're lazy son of bucks but i'm talking about you guys purposely walking slow work on that transition so dylan i check that out the next thing dylan i'd work on here 
is um, you need to be able to move the hinds and move the front. Now I know that some of these some of these calves uh, you might be a couple days late when you find them. You might not have found them when they're newborns and easy to catch. Maybe they're two days old. Now you got to rope them. So you'd like to be able to set your shots up just perfect so that when you get real close. Uh, but maybe things are just a little off. You can move the hinds or move the front over to set you up just perfect for a roping shot. Um, next thing I'd work on, Dylan, uh, this is going to be real handy for you, is ground tying. Okay, um, You need to be able to get off your mule, and they ought to just stay there. So I've taught you how to do this in the clinics, if you remember up there in Whitehall. We've done this before, but you need to get your mule to where you can ground tie them. Just step off and they'll stay right where you left them that's real valuable so and then if you do have to get to where you rope them you know your mule and i know you're doing this dylan but you need to have your mule handy to rope off of throw throw that rope off of and then if your mule has never never uh been on the end of a rope with a cow or a calf i mean then you probably ought to try dragging a log a few times so anyways dylan hope that helps you but that's what i've been doing with all with my mules getting them used to getting them used to things and prepared for calving uh the next question i got i think we got a little time we got a little time for it i wanted to get to it here was um sandra hyder she asked sandra are you on here i haven't seen your name either if you guys are asking these questions i would be hanging out with me um sandra when to progress to a correction bit so those of you that know me you've heard me talk about the two roads that I recommend you following. There's the road that I prefer, which is I start them in a snaffle, I go to a hackamore, I go to the two rein, and I go straight up in a bridle. A bridle bit, what I'm talking about is like a half breed or a spade bit. Okay, that's kind of what I'm talking about with a bridle bit. That's one road. That's the best road, in my opinion. The other road that you might follow if you're not interested in, in making bridle mules and doing all those things is going from a snaffle bit to a correction bit. So her, so Sandra's question is, when do you progress to a correction bit? You have to have all the same things that I've talked about. Oh, Sandra, you're here. Good, good to see you. Um, all the things that I've talked about when you can graduate from a snaffle bit into the hackamore, you need to have those things going to go into the correction bit, but better yet, because you're going to skip the hackamore stage, which the hackamore stage basically reconfirms everything you did in the snaffle bit. Now, you're going to skip that. And then you can also skip the two rein stage, which is really important for the mule to learn how to carry a ported bit like that. You know, the two rein stage, they go for a whole year or maybe a year and a half just carrying the bridle and not hardly using it. So you're going to have to be really good. So what do I got to have to graduate the snaffle, Sandra? That's what I'll tell you first. You got to be able to move the hinds, move the front, walk trot lope on a loose rein, all speeds and transitions up and down. You need to be able to carry a soft feel. Uh, at all the transitions, you need to be able to stop good. You need to be able to back up, back to the stop. You need to be able to stop with two different types of stops. You need to have a gradual stop and a hard stop. Um, uh, again, you carry that soft feel. Back up, back circles. I need to be able to leg yield, uh, haunches in, half pass, side pass, shoulder in, simple lead changes, uh, have a start on some flying lead changes, uh, be able to counter canter. They ought to be dang broke on the trail. They ought to be just, they ought to be just stinking awesome on the trail. There shouldn't be problems on the trail. Crossing water, 
logs, rocks, deadfall, leaving the herd, riding alone, uh, all those things. They should be broke on the trail. I like my mules broke to be able to pony pack mules or colts off of. Um, I like them to be able to rope. Most of all, they ought to be safe enough that you could take a little baby for a ride and you shouldn't have any problems. So I would get all those things going. I typically ride in that snaffle bit for probably about three years, Sandra, and then you could go into the correction bit. Some people ask, well, if you got all that stuff going in the snaffle, why would you go to the correction bit? And that's a good question. And the only answer I have for that, if you're not into making bridal meals, why go to the correction? Well, maybe if you're going to show. Or you, you have lots of interest in one-handed riding. So that's why I'd progress out of that. So those are the two roads. Making a bridal meal or going to the correction bit. That's all I'd do. All right. Well, I think that's about that's about it for our time. I don't want to keep you guys too long. You guys need to get out there and work with your mules. Be with your families. Uh, I am so grateful for you guys. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate you. If you could uh, leave us a review on Facebook um, or leave your comments on here. I love hearing from you guys. Let me know how you guys are liking these Facebook Lives, doing these every uh, Tuesday for you guys. Uh, but leave us a review on Facebook. Send me an email. Let me know what you think. Leave a leave a review on our podcast. If you if you listen to this podcast and or you watch it and, and enjoy it, leave me five stars. I'd sure appreciate it. But thank you, guys. God bless you. And we'll see you down the road.